Hey, hey, you people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Spoiler Country, everybody. I am Johnny Horsley, and today on the show, we've got the one and only, the voice of Jessica Cruz from DC Superhero Girls and Tora Dozo from Star Wars Resistance. It's Mina Valesco. She's just down in touch with Casey about everything from DC Superhero Girls to Star Wars to Frozen 2 to the zombie apocalypse to yoga and more. And Casey talked to her for so long, we're going to split up because the first chunk of the episode is a lot of DC Superhero Girls and some other stuff thrown in. And then the second half of the episode is all mostly all about Star Wars. So we're going to take it up in two separate episodes for you today. First up, first up, DC Superhero Girls, Frozen 2, and the zombie apocalypse. Let's listen to Wiener Valesco. everybody welcome again to another episode of spoiler country today on the show we have mirna velasco mirna has been on so many television programs and movies you've seen her on star wars resistance playing tora doza you have seen her playing green lantern on dc superhero girls which my five-year-old really enjoys you have seen her on sydney to the max you've seen her on elena of avalor you have seen her in uh, Enough Room, which is a short that she just did recently. <laughs> Mirna, how you doing? I'm doing great, Casey. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing better after that terrible intro. It can only go up from here. When you start from the bottom, when you start from the bottom, <laughs> things start can, looking up just by default. You can always dig a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me that, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I, I am an actress that's a little bit all over the place, but you have definitely heard me in DC Superhero Girls as Green Lantern and Star Wars Resistance as Toradoza. Those are my those are my babies. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you've been in so many fun roles. You've you've been on Desperate Housewives as, uh, in an episode. You've yeah. you've done all these little just fun things. You you were in Descendants, which my 10 year old loves. So, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the really fun experience of being an actor is like we create these little pieces of work, a little piece of entertainment or art, and we don't know where they're going to end up. And years later, yeah, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember that I did. Re- Descendants? That's that's the one that I did? That one's still cool? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. So my my 10-year-old would sing those songs with her cousins, like, oh, yeah. nonstop, oh, which yeah. is cute for a little while. And then ad nauseum, it's, it's like, oh, wow. Let, let's, find, let's find another song for you to sing, sweetie. 
<laughs> yeah, the the power of the the child's brain to be able to just like keep loving that same song, that oh, same yeah. toy, that same chicken nugget to like it's just to be that like passionately in love <laughs> with, <laughs> with the song. Yeah, I yeah, and as the adult you're like, "Wait, I can't." <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, kids are great though. <laughs> so so what how did you get into acting? Uh, well, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I, I was always just kind of a weirdo traveling to and from the city, and it it soon became this thing that I loved doing theater, and, you know, we were so close to L.A. that it seemed like the limelight was something I wanted to be a part of. I'm like, you know, maybe I just watched a lot of Singing in the Rain too much as a kid, <laughs> and... In my head, I was like, well, I live right there, so I should just try it. So, yeah, right right after high school and a little bit of college, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go be an actor now. And I just started auditioning, and I, I'm glad that I did at the time because it, you're just so brave when you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it took a long time, and it, it took a lot of, like, maybe singing in the rain, stumbling, and slapstick comedy of me just running around Los Angeles. But I, I yeah, I found my place with with animation and 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 doing children's programming is like one of my favorite things to do because we got to give it forward and along the way of just finding what kind of actor I wanted to be I got these really awesome live action uh, in the VO world we call them live action but in in the on camera world they call it on camera so <laughs> uh, yeah so I got to do a couple of really cool on camera stuff that was like it's like totally different from my children's animation like one of the films that I did Confessions of a Gangster is like a really like adult only movie and not not too much so, but like there's a lot of violence in that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the the piece that I had just finished working on now, Enough Room, was just this really great, like grown up conversation about, you know, what is racism even and and saying that out loud and being able to tell someone like, I don't think you're a bad person because you have biases, but I do think we all need to think about that more. <laughs> it's like it's totally different, totally, totally different than being like on Elena of Avalor and singing with Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is also a great show. It's an Emmy-nominated show, dang it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. But And that's one thing that, just by virtue of your versatility as an actor and your ability to, to kind of exist in both worlds, for, for a lot of the people in the VO world, it, it's one or the other, it, seem, it seems like. Yeah. I could very well be talking out of my rear end. <laughs> I'm keeping it PG, by the way. God forbid you want to like drop a a bomb or something by all means. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh cool, yeah, yeah. No, it's really funny. Is a a, a podcast that I had been on recently. It was with the 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 host was a ten year old girl, so it was very much like. <laughs> what do you want to do but if i can just like yeah be my weirdo self i would i will be more than happy to drop yeah a couple no of no bombs. filters it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's not required but i mean if god forbid you you slip or whatever oh, um, yeah. yeah awful and it's <laughs> like yeah <laughs> It's uh, all good. We're all we're all garbage people. We're all a garbage species. It's just a matter of how much we recognize how garbagey we really are. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but on the on the brighter side of things, 
Sure. <laughs> On the brighter side of things, just by virtue of your ability to exist in both worlds and acting, you have been able to be, you know, to represent and be that person that little girls look and see go, oh my goodness, she looks like me and she's doing this. This is, you know, so that's so important. Representation is so important and it's amazing. And first, I'm sure for some girls, you were their first superhero. Yeah, You are the person that is making them go, oh my gosh, I want to buy those comic books. Oh my gosh, I want a t-shirt with her face on it or whatever. (laughs) So, and that is, is cool in and of itself. So it's, it's a very heavy burden to bear sometimes. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, and no, you can tell I'm from LA. Uh, (laughs) I've, I've, I love saying that like Toradoza and Jessica Cruz are my superheroes too. Like I, I never dreamed that I would have the responsibility and the utmost pleasure to carry the words that are spoken by any superhero but through the voice of a latina through the voice of a first generation immigrant child and like yeah it's and and yeah just being a little quirky and a little weird and and knowing that these characters are written so that girls can see themselves in three dimension and that it's not just like gotta wait for a superhero boy to get oh yeah (laughs) as a father of two girls thank you Oh, yes. So, Gosh, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it gets old. And I don't know, it seemed like Frozen was such a bad, kind of a bad example in a way. Oh, it's an interesting example. It, was, it, is, it yeah. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> tell me why. Tell me why you think it's a bad example. And, I'll, it, and then I'll tell you It why. seemed like <laughs> a lot of the the way that the action happened kind of was contingent on some of the male people to, to actually participate. Isn't so, that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Rapunzel, Rapunzel kicks ass. She saves the day. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's interesting because like I I do, I'm trying to think back between one and two of Frozen. <laughs> I, I thought two was a little better on. Two, yeah. Two was a little bit better on like making it more about uh, making it clear that this is a girl's story. This is a sister story. Yeah. Your, <laughs> my personal favorite song, Your Love Cannot Be Fragile. <laughs> if uh, you're going to try to like uplift me and try to help me love my sister more and help me love my family more that's that's what we're here for for each other and I wonder often just because like my brain now does go into like what was the whole process of creating this piece of animation that like there's so many levels there's like you know there there's yes the voice acting involved but there's also the directing of the animation there's the conceptualizing of the animation there's the people that put together the world the background and it's like oh and not to forget the writers and the sound effects <laughs> it's like there's so much involved that I often think about like with Frozen was it was it during a process where people were like yes it's a girl story but are people going to get mad if we just tell a girl story so should we also throw in all of the snowflakes and oh, yeah. should we throw in a boyfriend and should we throw in a sled blowing up because what if it's not good enough just being a girl story which 
Like as a dad, how do you feel about that? <laughs> as as a dad, fully aware, like not everything is going to be for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with that. I I mm. love that. I want for my girls to have movies that they relate to maybe, you know, and I'll gladly take them to see them. Yeah. Um, I I think it, it's important now, especially for just for like, white dudes <laughs> to know like, <laughs> Hey man, not everything's for you. It's cool. Chill, chill out. Stop being an asshole. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree that I, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I first, I want to ask a follow-up question. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, are you a white dude? <laughs> I'm an ugly white dude from the South. Yes, ma'am. Oh, so, <laughs> how do you know you're ugly? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I have a hot wife, however, yeah. I have a mirror. I I know things aren't great. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) People need to be able to be okay, especially men. Okay. Here's the thing that I want to say to your gender (laughs) on your podcast. Say it. Drop drop some truth. I'm I'm ready for it. Let's hear this. And this is like, I want you guys to think about this as Jessica Cruz telling you this, not because I am mad at you or I hate you, but because I see (laughs) such good in you. I want you to do better. And I think that you are are such beautiful people, (laughs) especially Southern people, because like, oh my gosh, you guys, you called me ma'am. That's lovely. Thank you. (laughs) But okay. So- First of all, you guys have to be more okay with finding beauty in yourself, like in your physical body, in your emotional body, in your in your life. You got to be able to say like, yes, I am a beautiful dad and that's good. Not like I'm beautiful and that's scary or that's like inappropriate because beautiful is gendered. So think about that, white dudes. <laughs> that is that's a totally valid thing. I'm actually reading an autobiography or excuse me, a biography of Oscar Wilde. And oh, yes. Because I'm, I'm writing a, a thing about Oscar Wilde right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of trying to get as try to soak up as much as I can. And yeah, um, and he's so fascinating as a character himself. Oh yeah. Being, yeah. He's a total cad, but he really <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Because he wasn't afraid to show his feminine and especially in a time where he, he, went to prison and and i I don't want to not spoil anything for anybody but we're kind of on the show right like he he died because he was gay and and that's crazy like that's why yeah so so there's that get in touch with your femininity and i'm so glad that you are with oscar wilde um, (laughs) well have you ever read about him going out west he actually oh, only he, briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Tell has, me about it. Well, it, it fascinates me because he would go around to like the, the mining camps and talk about asceticism and why beauty is important. And it just fascinates me that there were a, you know, a group of haggard gold miners gathered around this very fancy looking dude <laughs> who was then telling them, you know, aren't roses beautiful? Shouldn't, Aren't they? shouldn't you maybe want to put a rose in your yeah. hair? Have you guys thought about bathing? There's yeah. water out here. Right here. You can do we'll that. Just, we'll do a day cleanse. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, so it, it fascinates me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so so stuff like that is I find endlessly interesting. What 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 right now are – you've had a lot of time, I'm sure, to <laughs> reflect mm-hmm. and kind of read or watch TV. What have you been getting into? 
Yeah. Oh, great question. Just due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Strictly due to COVID. So this is actually maybe my second month where I'm like, oh, I can indulge in a hobby. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the first few months of COVID were really intense for me because I uh, work and live in L.A. And what that typically meant is that we would go to professional sound studios and record or, you know, go on to the Hollywood lots and film there or, you know, it just it, it's a very mobile life. We're jumping in the car and driving at all weird hours of the day. And then COVID happened and there was this like brief moment of are we all dead? Are we dead right now? Did I die already? Do I have COVID? And then after about a, a week of that, voiceover basically said, we're not closing. You have to keep working, dancing cartoon monkey. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're getting paid, though. So that's... <laughs> exactly. Which is why I was like, how fast do you want me to dance? <laughs> you sound like you're on a kind of a, a nice setup right now. Is that yeah. how where you record for your... Um, I- Yes. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I I went through a lot of renditions and I'm still like, nah, I got to get a new monitor now. I got to plug in hardcore. And I don't really even know what that means because I studied theater and I, you know, worked at acting and learning how to cry and stuff. So it's like, oh, you're going to be such a tech geek by the time this is over. <laughs> I hope so, <laughs> is my answer to that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it had been a lot of trial and error, and I was, like, on a Mac Air, like, that was, like, eight years old that I used mostly as, like, a TV. So, yeah, it, it was a tough couple of months of just getting all of my equipment, getting my preamps, getting my microphone, and then ultimately like soundproofing a closet, then soundproofing a hallway, then soundproofing myself. And like, (laughs) finally, I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a good sitch now. I'm in a good situation. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've got a little vocal booth to go up in here. I can Um, hear the fidelity. It sounds coming out clear. I'm hiding upstairs while my kids and wife are downstairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I still live in an apartment building. So there's always like a girl doing dance Pilates upstairs. Oh, God. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Construction across the street. And I'm like, I just missed the sound studios. So, yeah, we all pray to the VO gods that someday soon we can we can go back and work in in the professional studios because you really, you know, you just you sit down and they give you a nice tea, nice hot tea. And they 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 almost even like turn the page for you if if you really asked for it. And then you just get to say your words. (laughs) You you done got spult, as my mom would say. What is spult? Spult. That's when when you get spoiled. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Very much. Yes, you're absolutely right. I was very spoiled. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you got to say it Southern, ma'am. Spult. Like that? Yes, spult. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) what conversely, like, while you're recording and you have to get loud, you have to get emotional, you have to scream. What do you do? Do you do you warn people ahead of time? Like, hey, it's oh. going to sound like I'm getting murdered, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's in Star Wars. It's okay. Don't worry. 
<laughs> no, no, what's really kind of so so this is like a two-parter answer. What's kind of fascinating is that the booth that I'm in right now, which looks almost essentially like a 1960s phone booth. So, if you're a nerd oh, like Oh, is it soundproof? It is. And that I That is rad. It is the TARDIS. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm in a TARDIS. So, like, they can't hear me. It's fine. I just close the door. It just gets really warm in here, and I'm, like, I'm screaming and, like, messing with my levels. I do I do feel like I am time traveling in here. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, so there's, like, the I don't worry about what my neighbors think because they can't hear me. I'm playing pretend. Whatever. But there's also the cultural experience of in L.A., especially now with COVID, like, we've all been shut in. So... Even if we meet each other in the hallways, it's kind of like we're we're like a good 18 feet away in, in this like indoor hallway. And it can feel a little spooky, especially now in October with like scary movies and everything. And it's just like you don't want to get too close. But if you try to cross each other's path, you might give each other the COVID. And what the ta- so we don't go outside is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, so... I'm glad that it is harrowing as that sounds to, and kind of sh- <laughs> like kind of a bummer, maybe just having shut yourself inside and all that, as much as that seems, it seems infinitely safer than the situation here in Birmingham, Alabama, where I'm at. My What's kids are doing so it? nobody, hardly anyone is wearing masks. <gasps> God. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my daughters both take dance. And they, I so like they they spread everyone out like a good six feet. Everyone wears masks in the studios. However, the parents that carry their kids out are not wearing masks. And I'm like, it's the 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 very least you could do. Yeah. So I, I'll just, wait just, until. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's smart. That's smart. Oh. It's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, like I. It's the one thing they do where it's social because everything else is we're, we're keeping them on remote school rather than having oh, them going into school. But it's, it's like the one social thing they do. Yeah, so. and they need it. And it's really it's really tough on kids right now. And yeah, which is you know why we were like, we can't stop because kids need things that they can connect with and they need each other like to grow and understand how to develop friendships and stuff like we we take that for granted as adults. And yeah, yeah, it's just such a bummer that yeah, I mean, even here, there are plenty of people not wearing masks either. And it's like, guys, 3000 of us got this sickness this oh, week yeah. alone already, you know, like, can we can we not? <laughs> but yeah, it's and it's also like you just we, if we think about them more, and I think if we really thought about like, maybe you're right, maybe you don't have it. But what if, you know, I just, I think of germs as like those boogeymen. Like, what if it's on your shoes? What if it's on your coat? And Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, I used to- <laughs> if, yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. And because of it, if you can put something on that makes us all a little bit safer, make us feel a little bit safer, then maybe why not, you know? And yeah. I work in uh, the medical field. So when I get home especially at the at the start of all this my wife would make me go like walk around the house onto the deck yeah spray you down <laughs> no no like i had a bin outside where i could deposit my clothes wow <laughs> so now now like just spray the shoes when i come in and 
all that. So we're, we're not too weird but about guys, stuff now. But yeah, your guys' cases have gone down, though, haven't they? We have because That's our bad. state is the only state. We're surrounded by states that have already lifted all their mask orders. Uh, we did. We went on a camping trip. Actually, Tennessee uh, still has – well, they just lifted it. But we went on a camping trip in, in Tennessee – uh, a few weeks ago, they still had their mask order, which was great. Mm-hmm. But we had to kind of cross over into Georgia. Mm-hmm. Nobody was wearing masks. Ah! And we haven't let our kids go into stores or anything like that. And so anytime we had to do something, it was like, you stay in the car with the kids. I'll go in and get it. Yeah. It was, yeah it's it's, it's yeah. like zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It totally is. Never know who's going to have it. And yeah. And then they're like smashing your car window while you run out of the gas station. Let my kids alone, COVID monster. <laughs> Scary world. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about your education in in? I, did you do theater? What type of yeah. acting did you? Oh, thanks for asking. So it is a really funny story, and it, it could go two ways. So, so the audience is going to receive it one of two ways. But I'll tell you the story anyway, and we'll see where they land. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I grew up in Santa Clarita, which is a suburb right outside of Los Angeles, and we were really extracurricular kind of suburban area. Uh, So football's big, cheerleading's huge, and so were the arts. Now, us arts kids were just a little bit odder, a little weirder. At the time, I was the only Mexican-American in the neighborhood, like a a full-bred, first-generation immigrant (laughs) Mexican-American that, yeah, so, so I spoke Spanish and English at home, and that made me odd, in a sense, at school. Were you an ESL kid when you first started? I was not, but my big sister was. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, and and we were born here, but it's it you know we grew up from parents that were speaking Spanish, so it is kind of ESL is kind of a really interesting thing about the United States <laughs> and and our education system as it stands, as it were yes. back then, as it were then. I will say, so so yeah, we we became very affected and and you know kind of like weirdo kids and we watched a lot of cartoons that maybe just weren't appropriate for our age at the time because my parents were like I don't know they're learning English with that cartoon thing so (laughs) why not Uh, (laughs) so yeah we grew up I grew up on like Ren and Stimpy at like five years old and so I was always kind of (laughs) crazy because of that it's so that seemed like the art seemed like well that's where we'll funnel our children's weirdness. So my sister got really into painting and I got really into theater by way of like I just loved spinning around in circles and I too wanted to just be a dancer so it started that way and then I was like wait there's this thing called musical theater where you can sing and dance at the same time (laughs) but like yes (laughs) so did that and then yeah we I was very fortunate to to have gone to a really great just a regular public school but it was a really great public school in that it hired the teachers that genuinely wanted to teach their subject, you know, and, and they wanted to cultivate children that understood that subject as well as they could. So 
I found a couple of theater teachers in high school, and I was like, I'm crazy enough that I could take my dad's truck and I could drive down to Hollywood. So if I'm crazy like that, what do you think I should do with this energy? And they were like, you should be in plays, kid. You're very weird. <laughs> uh, so I did a lot of children's theater, which almost kind of directly correlates with the animation world. It's, it's just mask work. You're just very big and excited. And it really funneled me into like actually doing homework because I couldn't be in the plays if I didn't do the homework. And uh, yeah, and after that, because in part first generation Mexican kid, maybe not because, but my dad was a gardener. So we were also kind of a, a little bit poor, little po folk as well. And I couldn't go to a four-year university for theater. That seemed crazy. And no one would pay for that. So instead, I, I just went to community college because I was like, I'm still wanting to just do the LA thing. And I know it like makes us more artistic as theater students to go to New York and be on Broadway because I did want to do musical theater. But then I started getting into film and I started getting into animation through my sister and my brother who are artists. And I was like, you know, I just, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> and uh, I saw all of my friends get on planes and go to New York. And I was like, I miss you guys. Goodbye. And then after that, I just, I asked one actor, uh, <laughs> an actor friend, like, hey, what does one do to be a Hollywood actor? <laughs> and she was like, well, you got to take a class and get an agent. And that was you know, I was like 19 years old and that was like my only instruction. And I was like, well, better make it work. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I was very fortunate enough that like, again, I lived so close to LA and my parents were like, we don't really like you living here, but I guess if you are working towards something, you can stay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was a lot of uh, really interesting trial and error and like finding the community of actors that I wanted to be a part of. And then in part finding community of directors and agents, <laughs> agents are a thing, uh, even now in COVID world. Yeah, yeah, and just trying to navigate the business, which is really complicated and it, it's like a, it's like a, a labyrinth chore. <laughs> so that that kind of brings me to another question I have. As you know, business is still going, even though COVID is you know, still still <laughs> still a raging, thanks to terrible, terrible policies by our elected leaders. Yeah. Hopefully, that changes soon. Oh, so, Jesus, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vote, 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 vote. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, yes. let's keep talking. So. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you navigate like finding more work now? Do, do they have auditions over Zoom? Are oh, you doing auditions? Yes. Is that even happening? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The auditions never left, baby. They yeah yeah. On camera auditions are are through Zoom most of the time. They'll have you do what's called a self tape. So you'll like call your friend on Zoom or on the phone and be like, hey, I need you to act with me like right now. And they'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, just text me your your script and I'll say some words at you. And you're like, okay, great. I'm pressing play on my phone and I did all the makeup thing. And you're like out of breath. At least I feel like I am <laughs> by the time I do that audition. <laughs> and yeah, and then you like send it in and you have to know how to use your email account, which is frustrating because we used to just jump in the car and drive and 
it used to be easy and we were spoilt, as you say. <laughs> 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 and and uh, yeah, so it's it's a lot of tech work now. I I think I was prepared for voiceover because as even before COVID, we were already transitioning away from doing auditions on location. It just for a voiceover experience, it just doesn't cost as much to tell someone to like, yeah, record your voice in your phone and it just makes it, sense. <laughs> yeah, send it over. So I was already kind of yeah building my my setup for a recording studio, but not necessarily understanding that that's what I was doing, and not necessarily understanding that in my brain that's what I needed to do as well. So yeah, we were always recording from home for auditions. Wow, that's a lot of force. We were always recording home auditions for voiceover there use that one <laughs> uh, use both it's okay yeah anyway so, so yeah so it's 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 a little bit different now in in the way that like you you're not going outside today <laughs> like you yeah i had to buy lights i had to buy uh, you know a, a tripod for my iphone that ring light i need that now you know and it it's, it's a lot of scrounging and a lot of hoping for work so that you can pay off this stuff as well <laughs> my my wife is a uh, kindergarten teacher and <sighs> she is teaching remotely she she ha she's teaching both kindergarten and first grade because they combined the rest of the students who decided to to go remote Whoa. rather than go into the school. Uh -huh. So she has a, about like almost thirty kids. Whoa. But she she recently she bought a ring light and she's been kind of like putting lipstick on mm -hmm. so that they can see her mouth when she moves when she enunciates. I you know, this oh, yeah. is the letter B. This is the yeah. way your lips move. And just little things like that that makes it a big difference. Yeah, we're all going to be actors by the end of this. Oh my gosh, like, yeah. They're so but it's it's really exciting as well because like I I love having Zoom chats with my girlfriends. <laughs> One of my best friends like she doesn't live very far from me and theoretically we could pod up, but yeah, it's just still kind of like, you know, it's okay if we don't have to leave our house. Like it's fine. So we I really love Zoom chatting with her because then it like lets me open up my my zoom window really wide and I can like look at her face and be like all right I am like listening and looking and experiencing this conversation with you in a way that I might not have if we were just sitting at a ho at a restaurant at a bar yeah. yeah exactly exactly so it's really interesting like it's it's it is double-sided in that like this sucks and I can't I feel so bad for you I, I can't imagine <laughs> that your wife has to go through that when it's like she didn't go to school to to look at 30 kids on an uh, iPad and be like uh wait Johnny what are you doing over there and like you got to scroll two pages down because you've got 30 kids on your screen like we need to get her one of those really big I don't know like Batman screens where they're yeah, yeah, parabolic exactly. or something like that's <laughs> that's what teachers need to have right now what are we doing <laughs> oh gosh and she she's heard so much stuff like you know hey i don't really feel like doing this today can i go outside miss allen just yeah. random stuff so and she's like yeah it. i feel you baby <laughs> yeah yeah oh you guys are so, so down to earth that's so great that's so what great. what do you do to give yourself a break especially <laughs> you have to be so high energy sometimes mm -hmm. doing voice acting because because you're projecting 
the story with your yeah. voice. You you can't rely on your physical attributes. You can't rely on, you know, moving your arms around or whatever. You <laughs> you have to it's all in your voice. Yeah. So when your voice starts going, what do you do? Do you have any secrets? Do you have any tips? Oh, when I'm working, it it's it's funny that you say that because I think there is this interesting perception that you know, we're some of us, yeah, some of us are sitting down and, and we're all very like tranquil and it's this experience, but <laughs> it's just watching them. But it is a full body experience for me and that like I'm, you know, I'm standing right now and I don't, I don't intend to never not stand in this booth. Like sitting down will be an easy day. But yeah, for me, like the, it, it is, it is acting with my whole body. It's moving my hands. It's, it's experiencing the story entirely through my body and in turn my voice interacts with the story as well and yeah the training that I did get was this like weird artistic black box training where we literally were like playing pretend and my teacher was like all right walk up the staircase and I was like we're literally there's no staircase here lady what and like you just you have to make that up like okay, you have to mime a staircase basically. yeah exactly yeah exactly. that's great though yeah <laughs> yeah 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 which is you know exactly what you you were we're playing pretend we're essentially being kids and playing pretend <laughs> and you have to just believe it for yourself so yeah I walk out of this booth and it's fucking hot in here and steamy <laughs> and I gotta like turn on that fan and take a shower and it's like yeah it does kind of feel like the end of a basketball game almost or something where I'm just like high-fiving myself like yeah I did it and I'm sure <laughs> like you can't have the AC on while you're oh yeah no 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 I got in trouble when I had actually oh shoot my fan is on right it's fine it's fine no worries I have my AC on because we live in Alabama and it's still like oh, it's yeah so- it's steamy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I've gotten in trouble with with fans on and stuff. And I'm like, I just, I'm sorry. It's really, it's warm in here. And that's <laughs> that's kind of the only downside of a, a, a booth at home is that, yeah, like we, uh, we could, I could try to run AC in here, but you can't have it on all the time. And at a, at a professional studio, they've, you know, treated every single wall, every floor panel. They've treated even the air conditioning unit. So it, it can go on. It's it's fine. It's oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at home, yeah, I, yeah I, I give myself a high five. And I, I do a lot of yoga at home, which is like very, very L.A., I guess. <laughs> I would actually like to ask you about that because you, you have like a few videos about yoga. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all on like Facebook or something. <laughs> so, um, d- what have you carried over from yoga that you, that you've applied in in your acting? Ah, thank you for asking. I I think it has really let me connect with my body in a way that the industry, the Hollywood industry, can really take it out of a working actor. And like by by working actor, I mean like those of us that are on TV shows a couple episodes at a time and those of us that are working voiceover and commercials and short films like there's a lot of different type of acting here in L.A. and it, it can be really hard to navigate the industry of it. So and again, like we're driving all day. And so like I, I'm like, my body is a car seat. So. <laughs> 
So just having like this a slow, almost escape for me, it, it took me a long time to recognize that like I may need a nap right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yoga was this great incentive of like, I'll pay you $20, lady, if you let me lay down on your floor and take a nap. <laughs> it's good for my mental health. <laughs> so I do that. And yeah, it slowly evolved into this really exciting, like, because you, you know, you learn how to like do a handstand and you learn how to like <laughs> do like a 45 minute plank or something in yoga too. So it's, it's a kind of it can be really addictive in the extreme way you experience your body again. And, and that like, yeah, like we're inside of this vessel that is a body. And sometimes when, especially when we're zooming and working, I, yeah, I feel like I'm just like, oh, this tiny little alien thing and my brain is swollen and hurting all the time. So yoga kind of lets me connect with the rest of, of me even though, yeah, and, and lets my brain take a break, if you will. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you're you're hustling. You're constantly <laughs> hustling. Yeah, constantly exactly. Moving. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, that, stuff like that really, really fascinates me. And I, I don't know, I always thought it was kind of cool. What do you think's cool about yoga? <laughs> Just being able to kind of almost separate your body from your mind. Yeah. Because you're, you're you're kind of you're putting yourself into a different space. Yeah, yeah, it, and, and it's both. It's 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 also like redirecting your mind to no longer think about your thoughts, but to think about just like your physical body, and that you're actually taking up space here on planet Earth. And like, what do your feet feel like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, can it just be as simple as that to ask yourself a question to take a break from from all of this society? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and and you're kind, you're you're forcibly breaking yourself from Twitter and yeah. all the other BS that that comes yeah. across your plate. So yeah, 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 uh, I can I can totally see how how that the appeal in that for sure. Yeah, yeah, and what's really cool about it right now is that like for people who've never practiced before. What safer space than your own home? And yeah, it might need to require like you push the couch out of the way for this class. And you're like, I don't want to take the class for Myrna. I'll take the class. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, you just lay down on your ground and you do weird stretches. Like that's how I learned how to do yoga. I was uh, 15 and I couldn't go to school. I had like a a really bad kidney infection because when I was 15, I just drank Mountain Dew, I guess. And so, so I was home for like two weeks. And by that second week, I was just like lying there and just... My, I couldn't sleep because I was just watching TV and I, you know, wasn't really doing homework at all because I was sick. <laughs> and uh, then like this hilarious TV show came on where it was this guy... He was an older man who was like, now I'm going to teach you yoga. And I was like, what? And it was like on the beach. And there were like, it was like a really slow workout class from the early 2000s, the late 90s, where like everyone was very attractive. And you're like, well, I guess I'll watch this for a minute. Why not? And and then they were, yeah, they were doing yoga. And it was like nice and slow. And it was just really like ambient music. By day three, I finally was like, "All right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some yoga. Why not?" And uh, yeah, it, it took me two episodes to watch it and be like, "This is bizarre," 
all right, old man, I'll try your down dog. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, by the third day when I had just kind of stretched my body and consciously thought about my body, I was more relaxed and more prepared to do my schoolwork (laughs) and more prepared to go back to school than I would have been if I had just like laid there and, and been kind of okay with like being sickly and being like, well, I didn't, you know, I was sick, so I couldn't go to, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, is what it always comes down to me anyway. <laughs> Years ago in, in Alabama, they they banned yoga from the, the public school curriculums. Why? Because yeah. it's, okay, this is how moronic they are. It's an Eastern religion. Can you think of any other Eastern religions that might be, they, they might want to have a little bit of, you know, familiarization with yeah i mean i think it's just bananas Uh, to ban anything at a school because like the school is there for you to learn and if you come across something like eastern religion at school i sure hope that you would have a teacher that knows that too and like if you ban it then you're also kind of saying like there's no teacher for this so inherent in their argument negates anything that would be christian because christianity came from yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah, Christianity came Morons. from morons. Yes, what is? I mean, perhaps it was popularized in the West. However, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, like, furthermore, like separation of church and state. It, exactly. If yeah. You're go- if your kid's going to a private Christian school, then I would understand if they would want to stay within their curriculum that encompasses the learnings of that Christianity experience. However, I will also attest that here schools, uh, private schools, private Christian schools in L.A. do hire yoga instructors because it helps cultivate the sense of mindfulness, which makes people nicer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it makes students more attuned to and more focused to their work. And it, it, yeah, the more mindful you are, the more likely you are to develop empathy so that you can empathize with your particular religious savior and so that you can then empathize with the people around you because you are all having those similar experiences. So, Alabama, get your shit together. Oh, for real, for real. We're back. Man, she was really cool. I, I'm so excited for you guys to hear the next part of the conversation when they talk about Star Wars. I uh, guess it's a lot of fun. Um, her and Casey had a great time. And you'll, as you know from the first half, there's she's just such a, an amazing person to talk with. But if you liked that, and I know you did, because you're still hanging around, you're going to want to head over to spoilerverse.com and check out all of our back issues. We have so many episodes for you to check out of our show and of all of our shows on our network, like Bridging the Kingdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Half-Pass Adventure. So much cool stuff. Go check them all out and, uh, you know, subscribe. Tell your friends. Read the articles or previous people up there. We have so much cool articles going out every day about um, new movies and TV shows and comic books and rumors and the rumorverse, all this fun stuff. Go check it all out. Uh, go to the store. Go buy a t-shirt, buy a hoodie, a face mask, something. Make yourself look fly as hell and, uh, you know, help support the signer thing that we do here. And go to scpod.us slash discord. Join our public discord server. Come in and chat with us all day long because we're there every day talking about stuff. So with all that, I'm going to let you go and then come back this afternoon and listen to the second half to hear Mina Valesco talk about Tora Dose on Star Wars. But until then, in Oceans of Podcast, we are Cthulhu. And as Cthulhu comes to do, open the mind and read more.